You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for tweeners. No, 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 Is uh the bitch up and running, Derek? Hey, let me check. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> And to steal a line from the outtakes, shut up, you fuck. <laughs> They're the Robert Burbles. <laughs> that seemed to be on every time I'd like randomly change, you know, turn to Thundercats and be like, I must learn to be a better king. You know. <laughs> Grimlock, I told you to take care of things while I was gone. <laughs> it's not easy being cheesy. We do a podcast? What the fuck? Ancient spirits of evil transform this decayed podcast into fan horrors. The ever living. <laughs> Alright folks, we are back again this week with a new episode of Fan Holes. We've got some pretty cool things to talk about. We're doing a very special theme episode this week. We're going to talk about our favorite felines in the animated form who have warrior traits. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? I'm of course talking about the Thundercats. They have recently come back into the mainstream with a new cartoon on Cartoon Network. It's doing pretty well as far as I know. I'm not totally sure. It's only been on for about maybe a month now. So we, you know, don't know how well it's doing, but it seems to be getting some good response. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later. The topics we have this week are, of course, the new cartoon. We're going to talk about the old cartoon, too, way back in the 80s that started the whole craze. We're going to talk about some of our favorite toy line figures from the Thundercats franchise. They've got some new toys coming out right now. They've got the old LJN figures, of course. And Thundercats actually have had a pretty decent run in comics here and there. There were the Star Comics back in the 80s, and what was the, uh, I'll ask uh, Mike, our local comic expert, what, who uh, handled the Thundercats new one? Was it uh, Dreamwave? Uh, Wildstorm. Wildstorm, okay. But yeah, they had a couple of uh, issues in various miniseries. Some of those were not well received. We'll go into those too. But we're going to go ahead and fire off this little episode with our own Thundercats Legion, I guess you would call us. Thunder! 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 Thundercats, I'm going too high. I am Tony Chainclaw. Chainclaw was a bear, so I'm a row bear burble, I guess. Who else is here, guys? Hey, this is Brian. I'm a little bit worried because I thought this week's topic was Heathcliff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whiskers. Two uh, page paragraph on the Hi, it's Mike. I'm Thunder. Thunder. Thunderwing. <laughs> oh. Like, oh. Hey, this is Grimlock, and although I was the last one to see Snarfer alive, they never did convict me of his murder. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing, Grimlock? I guess the best way to start off anything about the Thundercats, though, is our first exposure to it was the old cartoon from the 80s. Had a pretty long run, especially in an era dominated by the Transformers, G.I. Joe, and even He-Man. Thundercats held its own pretty well and maintained a pretty rabid cult following. 
A lot of us saw it back then. We Even some of us have box sets now. I don't have them right now myself. But they have been available on Cartoon Network or even... Did the Sci-Fi Channel ever show Thundercats? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I, I don't think so either, but they, they were on Cartoon Network and they have popped up various places here and there. Yeah, it's like gonna... part of that, that old school Toonami block or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to kind of reflect on some of our favorite episodes or just what we thought about the show in general and all that good stuff. I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I want to go with Brian because he just has this collage of, like, new Thundercats figures he's bought. So I want to go with you, Brian. What, what was your impressions of the old cartoon? Overall, fairly positive. One of the iconic cartoons of my childhood. You know, obviously one of the best animated openings ever with the theme song. I don't know, it's just something I was really into. Not Not quite as much as, say... Like Transformers, obviously, but it was definitely like one of the cool boys' toys from the 80s. So I've always held the cartoon in a special place in my heart with a certain fondness. The the new one is a great update, I think. But but I've, I found like the old the old cartoon like fell into a lot of like similar patterns. Like almost every so episode you watched, typically Flyna would do something dumb and. I mean, it's just pretty predictable, almost like Megatron going after energy every episode. So it, it, I don't think it holds up as well as other cartoons, but that's just my two cents. Yeah, was there any like certain episode that you really liked uh, maybe more than the others? No, none really stand out, to be honest. No, that's fair. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, you were talking about the opening. I, I agree with you that it had really good animation, especially like for the 80s. It's like a lot of shows had kind of stock-looking animation, and like, here's some... There's a fucking toys play with them, but Thundercats actually it looked really polished. It looked like they actually put some effort into it. Anyway, I don't know, what about you, Mike? Do you do you dig the old '80s tune or nah? Yeah, um, you know, I didn't as a kid. I didn't see so much of it. Like, I, it seems like I always saw the same like ten or twelve episodes over and over again as a kid. Like, you know. I always saw like that the whole trial of Lionel, the trials of Lionel episodes and whatnot, and uh, I don't know a couple like uh, a couple others. The one where Mumra becomes the lion and tries to like uh, infiltrate them. What is it? Uh, Pumra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always saw that one. Like, it, like it's actually surprised me when I looked it up and I saw like there's like over a hundred episodes because it's like it felt like as a kid I didn't really get to see many of them. And even like when it was on Cartoon Network and I used to watch it in the afternoons every so often, it just seemed like I'd see the same like same couple dozen episodes over and over again so but you know i i liked it. It, it it like brian said it wasn't like as big as like transformers or even like ninja turtles for me but you know it was it was always solid and yeah i agree that the opening is awesome it's probably one of my favorite like cartoon openings of all time and <laughs> one of the things i wanted to mention was even as a kid I would think, like, when, I, when I'd hear Larry Ke- uh, Kenny voice Lionel, I'd think, like, what is wrong with that guy's voice? <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why does he, like, structure his sentences like that? I mean, like, I, I, in his defense, like, that whole cast seemed to be getting some weird direction sometimes in episodes, like, just weird voice direction. But, like, him, him especially, you know, the way he talks is just like, I am Lionel, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, th- I think he is a graduate of the, the Bill Shatner School of Acting. Yeah, <laughs> like like even even in the new Thundercats cartoon where he voiced he voiced Lionel's father, a Claudus. Like I'm like, wow, you haven't really evolved at all as an actor, have you? <laughs> and like, like even then, I couldn't like take him that seriously. But you know, other well, than maybe maybe. Maybe in his defense, he was directed not to evolve. You know, maybe they said, hey, you know that voice you used to do where you went, hey, Thundercats, what's going on? You know, <laughs> and they maybe just wanted him to, like, repeat that, you know, kind of Maybe, yeah. Well, you know, I'm dying. Ouch. Ooh, ow, this hurts. <laughs> hey, Mike, can you hand me that Samuel flange? And keep your foot off that blasted Samuel flange. What the yeah, fuck is a, is a Samoflan? Samo 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 I have Samo to do that again. What the fuck is a Samoflan? Pamro? <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. <laughs> but you yeah, were, I, I have fond memories of it overall, though. I was going to say, since that was one of the episodes you saw the most of, were you actually really fond of the Trials of Lion-O episodes, or did they just get old after a while? It was cool, but yeah, it kind of like, you know, Brian said, kind of fell into the same pattern as a lot of the other episodes I saw where Lionel has to prove himself or he does something dumb or, you know, <laughs> it's just like it's always it's always about Lionel. And it, it always seemed to me that like Tigra and Panthro really didn't get a lot of characterization and stuff. And I don't know, it just got a little tiresome eventually. But, you know. Yeah. Lionel does something stupid. Tiger and Panther don't help at all. Undertake saves the day. Exactly. Well, I think a lot of that was just because, you know, Lionel is a child in a man's body. Of course, they had to make him do something stupid. But you'd think in 130 episodes they could come up with, you know, a better story storyline to follow. But <laughs> Chitara, well, I, but I, I think the whole, the whole point of the structure <laughs> of the show was that, you know, he's going to he's going to you know, do the Thundercats ho thing every episode. Yeah. So to get to that point where he's got to call all his other, you know, cat buddies, it's like he's got to be in the shit, whether it's him doing something stupid or, you know, the bad guys surrounding him or whatever it is. But, like, that that's something that I, I kind of took note of when watching the new show because I was kind of like, wait, what the fuck is he doing? Like, who is calling? You know, like, because I'm like, they're all fucking there. And then, you know, of course you know, Panthro shows up, and I went, oh, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. But, like, you know, to me in the regular episodes, that seemed like what it was totally geared towards was that, you know, eventually at some point he's going to call all the Thundercats, and that's just the common thing that's going to happen in, you know, in at least every episode, if not at the end of a two-parter or something. Well, it it did kind of have that He-Man parallel, because He-Man was kind of structured the same way. It'd be like... Prince Adam does something stupid and goofy, womp, 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 womp. He gets in trouble, and he pulls the magic sword, and he turns into He-Man, and he saves the day. And he learns a valuable lesson. <laughs> so, I mean, or he teaches a valuable lesson because he's He-Man, and he's awesome. Like, you know, don't use spray tab. <laughs> <laughs> no, know what I always thought was funny, though, was, like, like I, I, I'd probably say they're better than He-Man at this, but, like, all their names and stuff, like, you know, Basically, like, Lion-O, Tigra, Panthro, you know, they're, like, the type of cat they are. It seems to me, like, you know, that would be, like, calling, like, like a a, a, a human, like, Humano or something. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know, it seems like, like, I, I can't, what, what are the other, like, lions and tiger people, like, call themselves, you know? It's like, you just took, like, the name of our, you know, 
species and just made it into a name. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like the only two original people on there were like Jaga and and Slice. <laughs> you know, and all the Snarf cats. Oh yeah, but, yeah, but like, I mean, like, like who are you? I'm Jackalman. What's your name? Jackalman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe Jackalman. Of the of the East Coast Jackalman. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, I just want to throw in my my love since since it's probably not going to get mentioned too much in the for the new series or the other topics we might have for Vulture Man. And I think Bengali looks really cool, even though he's just like you know he he fell into that trap of like he's you know red alert to uh, sideswipe or whatever you know <laughs> like. But I, I think he looks cool, so I was like always kind of disappointed that he he seems to get the shaft. Like even in some of those Wildstorm comics, you know how like the Dreamwave comics kind of was like, oh G one is awesome, and you know season three can kiss my ass or whatever. It's like seemed like in some of those newer comics, you know, I never saw Ben Golly running around or anything like that, and I was always kind of like, oh, that's too bad, I think he looks kind of cool, and, and Vulture Man was always kind of like the, the star scream of the show to me, you know, like, he always kind of seemed like he was, you know, he was like the the mutant with the most brains of the, you know, kind of like stupefying crew that they had there. And I actually, Speaking of cool-looking dudes, did anyone else have, like, any issue with, like, Lionel's get up in the original cartoon with the kind of aquaman tank top and panties it looked like a baby blue like like a wife beater combo <laughs> top of onesie <laughs> it's all be a beer <laughs> i guess like i don't know like with the it seemed to me like a, a he-man type thing in that and and i don't know if that excuses it but i just <sighs> i never really thought about it all that hard you know like it was just kind of like oh, okay he's lying out like i never I never sat there and, like, analyzed, like, when I was a kid, like, oh, he's got, you know, baby blue shorts on and a tank top. It's not like, it's not like I ever sat there and looked at He-Man and went, oh, He-Man's pretty much 90% he-naked, you know? Like, I didn't really, like, think of it that way. So. Yeah. I'm going out to battle Skeletor, give me my furry panties, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's not like I was like, ooh, look at all the sexy blue skin Skeletor showing. I was just like, it's Skeletor. <laughs> You know, like, I never, you know, he's got webbed feet. He doesn't. I don't give a shit. You know, like, it was just kind of like he was what he was, I guess. It, it could be, like, representative of his, like, state, too, the onesie being the child inside and the, <laughs> being the man physically he was. So. I think a lot of those shows try to emulate the superhero thing, too. So they try to make the costumes kind of bright and flashy but simple, too. They didn't want to get too... Too detailed. They were just like, he's the hero. Look, simple. You know, I, I don't. Well, know. you know, he, he actually had clothes eventually. You know, because in the beginning they were all fucking naked. All so naked. I mean, it was like a, it was like an Adam and Eve type thing, and their planet explodes, and then they have to like start wearing clothes. You know, like. So. <laughs> That's what usually happens. The planet <laughs> blows up. <laughs> no more walking around naked. Yeah, Chaka's the only one. He's like, why are you all fucking naked? <laughs> Makes no sense. Uh, actually, Derek threw in his two cents. Did you have anything else to throw in about the cartoon, Derek? I think that's pretty much what I, I wanted to say. Just that I thought Vulture Man was kind of like a cool Starscream type character. Most of the most of the mutants were pretty kind of dumb, you know. Other than him, yeah, you know, in terms of their intelligence, it's like mm -hmm. I never was really like all that concerned that like you know Lion I was going to bite the dust from you know Slyther. Monkeyan or Jackal Man or any of those guys, and then you know Mumra's cool. I dig Mamut, you know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. So like I, you know, for the most part, like I pretty much enjoyed that. 
and then you know some of the side characters like like that seem to appear a lot like uh, to me I always thought they were you know interesting because it was like a, you know every once in a while you had a d- nice diversion from your atypical you know it's kind of like if 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 you're comparing it to turtles say you know it's like okay 90% of the episodes were shredder episodes right but yeah. every once in a while they actually you know oh we're going to fight the rat king this week and you're like oh okay that's a nice little change of pace it's not like shredder's trying to you know conquer the world or whatever for the you know 400th time it's like we get a little variance with that where you know like with the thundercats it's like oh it's uh you know hachi man or like uh, cracker yeah yeah <laughs> you know the pirates and stuff and 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 uh the what, what was the chick i don't know i i didn't do enough research on the old show but like the the funny looking chick with all the weird robot guys and stuff and you know just that, that there were other people besides mumra <laughs> that were kind of over third earth yeah, they, I mean, again, I mean, I'm not trying to draw all these comparisons, but it was kind of like He-Man, where he didn't always fight Skeletor. He actually did have a little bit of variances, where like Transformers and GI Joes, like always Cobra, always Decepticons, and if it was another villain, it was like, I will destroy the Autobots with the help of the Decepticons. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that was like Nergil. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Chumley. <laughs> Lord Chumley. <laughs> Oh, what about Nergil? What are you doing out of the water? <laughs> Dying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, get him back inside before he asphyxiates. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what about you, Justin? What do you think about the old uh, cartoon show? I always liked it as a kid, but I'll uh, I'll kind of add on what some of Derek was saying. Like I, I liked it as a kid, but I didn't really get into it until the later episodes where they introduced, you know, the the new Thundercats, you know, uh, Bengali and Linkso and Pumira. Like I always thought Linkso was pretty cool just because you know he was a blind guy, but you know he he was kind of like Daredevil where his senses were heightened and. I don't know, like, I kind of liked Pumara better than Chitara. You know, once they introduced those three new cats, they uh, they introduced more villains, too. Yeah, yeah. You had the Lunatacs. Yeah, and the uh, Rampage. I think that's who I was trying to think of before. Like, I always thought the (laughs) Lunatacs were pretty weird guys, but it was it was a nice change seeing, you know, somebody other than the the mutants, you know, fighting them or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, I mean... There was definitely a, a variety of shows. I think, Derek, you said earlier you had the box X. How many episodes was it again? Like, over 100, obviously. Yeah, it's like the the first two are, I think, 65 episodes, and then the next two, you know, season one, 65, and then season two is another 65, so it's got to be at least 130 episodes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, and and like I just mentioned, Derek does have box sets. So they are out there if you want to look them up, if you just saw the new it's show. It's weird, like, now, now because the, the new cartoon came on, they're trying to re-release it, but like it's it's in these sort of you know easy mamby pamby like not season sets. You know they're like okay. little singles and stuff. I think is what's currently out there. I mean I'm sure people can still find the box sets because I remember I think I had the first three box sets, and then when I heard the new animated show was coming on, I'm like you know what I might as well you know <laughs> go get that last set that I you know season two part two that I hadn't been 
you know, I, I hadn't bothered to get for years and years and years. And I think I found it on like half.com for like 12 bucks or something and just got it. So like, I'm sure if you look for them, you know, and you're in the mood for it, you know, you can pick them up. I mean, it's Warner Brothers release. I mean, there's nothing really that special about it. I mean, there, you know, there's a couple things where, you know, maybe the last disc has some, you know, dinky special features, but for the most part, it's just, you know, you know, two, you know, stereo, you know, decent picture for what it is, you know, on DVD, but there's nothing, you know, it's not like it's like 5.1 remastered, <laughs> you know, Lionel's baby blue underwear, like 3D, you know, it's like, it's nothing like that, but it's, it, you know, it serves its purpose. I don't think it needs to be all flashy and stuff. Yeah, kind of, kind of like the Rhino releases where they, they said they did a lot, but they didn't really seem to do that much to them. I don't know. There's not any random explosions for no reason in the background of the Thundercats audio <laughs> on that 5.1 track where it's like, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in the original fucking audio track. It's my friend Raul. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like every time like Starscream would like shoot a null ray out, it'd be like, kaboom! And you're like, what? What the fuck? He just went, you know. He just went zap, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It, it, Thundercats, the old show, is pretty much a nostalgic look. It, I agree with what uh, Brian was saying. It doesn't hold up great to t- current standards of cartoons and stuff like that. But for the time, it was definitely not bad. I mean, I think we can all agree that if you put some nostalgic glasses on, you can watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, I think I think that's true because the like I was thinking about it kind of makes me think about Voltron because like I don't have as strong a connection like nostalgic wise to Voltron and I remember I bought the box sets and tried to watch them and every time I did I would fall asleep like all the time <laughs> like it's probably like a yeah. good thing like cuz sometimes like I have these these DVDs where I'm like cool if I'm really like all uh uh you know what do you call it? Like, I can't go to sleep and stuff, you know, I'm like narcoleptic or something or whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to think of, but you know, I, I'm like, you know, I have insomnia or something, right? Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Narcoleptic means you're but, just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm like, I pop in the Voltron DVD and like after an episode or two, it's like, and I'm like, awesome, you know, or whatever. But with, with the Thundercats, I think I have a little more nostalgic collection, but or a little more nostalgic view of, of the older episodes. But I could see what Brian's saying where like you kind of watch it. And I was trying to like watch a few episodes before we did this podcast, you know, and there's that feeling of like, oh yeah, I'm kind of nostalgic about it. But like after five minutes, you're kind of like, yeah, so when's some shit going to happen? You know, like, <laughs> come on, let's start moving guys. Yeah. You know, so like, come on, dude. Like, you know, I can be here all week, you know, like, it's like, Rah! and then you're like, oh, okay. You know, like eventually like, but I, I, I can do what Brian's saying where, you know, after a while you're kind of like, if you, if you kind of, you know, if you've seen one episode of Thundercats, you've probably seen them all. You yeah. know, it's just different variations. My favorite is the one where Lionel gets stuck in a tree and he has to call the other Thundercats <laughs> to get him down. You're a cat, you dumb like, Oh no, I traveled too far up this tree. <laughs> I need to summon my friends to get me down before Mumra comes. Fire truck, fire truck, fire truck, ho! He's like... Panther's like, oh, we can't do nothing for you, motherfucker. <laughs> Remember when you stole my Samaflage, bitch? <laughs> you get. Well, he'd probably just ram that him and, like, Tiger would get in the Thunder Tank and knock the tree <laughs> over. Or something. 
<laughs> that was pretty much your tactic for every battle. Run into that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. The Lord of the Thundercats is stuck in a tree. <laughs> Jaga, I need your spiritual guidance. And Jaga appears. He's like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> Why did you climb the fucking tree? I know. <laughs> like, how do I get down from this tree? I must use sight beyond sight. <laughs> Jogger's like, climb down the fucking tree. <laughs> I know. The ancient secret is to climb the fuck down. <laughs> climb the fuck down? I'd like to see you resist the lure of majestic thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Excellent. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna put that tree there just for that. <laughs> Fuck him over with a tree. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, the reason we even talk about the old show is because it was based on the whole idea of the podcast being the new show coming out that's already been out, excuse me. It's been out for about, like I said, a month. It's had some pretty interesting episodes. It's had a start-off double episode premiere, like an hour-long movie. It's set a lot differently than the old show. It's got a little bit more of a mature take. Animation is even better than the old show. It's got more of an anime feel to it. A lot of people have weighed in. Some people really like it. Some people are on the fence. I haven't seen anybody said they hate it, but, you know, like I said, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast is to give our reflections on the new show as well. So, um, let's see. Who would be someone good to start with? I know, I think Justin has seen, no, Mike, so you've seen all the episodes, right, sir? Except this last one. I haven't gotten around to seeing this most recent one. I'm in the same boat, so uh, I'll go ahead and start with you, sir. What, what have you been thinking about the new Thundercat series. I like it. I'm enjoying it a lot. I think they need to work on some kind of plot consistency, though. Like, I I don't know. It just seems like a lot of episodes, like, it's almost falling into that, you know, Lion-O needs to learn a lesson trap already. Like, a lot of the, all the the episodes so far are just about Lion-O's doing something wrong or, you know, or (laughs) Lion-O does something wrong and blah, 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 you know. And that, like, I think someone mentioned it on Bot Talk. I, it might have been you, Brian, but like you know, the sort of like schizophrenia of the, like the fir- the second and the third episode, where it's like you know, the first episode is Lionel's going on a suicide charge. Oh God, no! And then the next episode is like, why aren't we going on a suicide charge? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that that you know, they need to I think work on a little more consistency from episode to episode. But, you know, guess, animation is, like, beautiful, but... Oh, yeah, good. No, no, I was just going to say, I guess it's because, like, lion I guess, is kind of erratic being, you know, handed power newly. You know, like, he's he's the one who's, you know, sort of, you know, attacking Moby Dick real quick, you know, despite everybody protesting it. And then, you know, it's like Tigra seems to be designed to be contrary to lion just because... So it's like, it's just funny, because it's like, it'd be like if Lion was like, we must give snow cones out to everyone, you know, and then Tiger is going to be like, you know, no, no, giving out snow cones is bad. But then the next episode, it might be something like, look at the way Tiger is giving out, you know, wheat and grain to all the children, you know, and you're just kind of like, wait, a minute ago, he was like, 
all against giving out snow cones. Well, that's just because Lionel was for it, you know. So it's like it just seems like he's he's anti whatever Lionel is is for sometimes for the the conflict of the episode's sake, you know. Yeah, I definitely see that. Like the, even like the the Panthro intro episode. Like I, I was like so ready to like start like it started off with Lionel like doing something stupid, so I was like all ready to like oh this is gonna be another Lionel learns a lesson episode, and then it ended up turning into like more of a Panthro like origin episode. But it just it seemed like they started that Lionel must learn a lesson thing and then just kind of abandoned it midway through the episode. So, like, 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 why isn't learning shit? Fuck it. This show is already programming me, like, almost to think that, you know? Yeah, he's got to learn a valuable lesson every episode. I, I just wanted to add one more thing. Uh, one thing I'm very disappointed w- uh, with, and that's what we mentioned earlier, like, the first Thundercats opening is, like, awesome. It's probably one of my, like, top three favorite cartoon openings of all time. And this this cartoon doesn't even have an opening. Like, it just has... I think they just should, so far they've just showed like the logo like Thundercats and it does like you know dun 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 or something and then it just goes <laughs> yep. straight into the episode like I was very disappointed with that <clears throat> like I wanted like an all new badass opening and whatnot but nada yeah and that's very weird too because I was wondering the same thing I'd read an article like from one of the show's creators and they're like well how are you gonna top the originals you know opening that's like classic and he's like well I'm not gonna spoil it but let's just say that fans of the original series, you know, won't be disappointed. And then, like, it doesn't even have an opening, so I wonder if, like, they're saving it for, I don't know, season two or something, or what's going on? (laughs) Maybe Cartoon Network just, like, decided not to show it, just, like, to keep the episodes at a certain length, but who knows? Yeah, I would say that they probably just cut it in order to, you know, have more commercial time or something. He was using yeah. advanced psychology. He's like, you won't be disappointed because it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know? There isn't an opening. We can't top it. Here we go. <laughs> well, actually, I, I think that's just like a trend with like modern cartoons because I don't even think Prime really has like a theme song or anything in the beginning, does it? Yeah, but it does. It does have an opening. It is like yeah. they're they're driving around and shit, and then there's that final clip with like Prime and Vagina Face like punching each other at the same <laughs> time and stuff. You know, like yeah. Or, you're like, oh, okay, like, it's, it, I'm not saying it's, like, super impressive or anything, you know, it's like, uh, I, I think the days of, you know, certain shows, you know, what, uh, you know, depending on what the show is, I'm always impressed when it's like, oh, hey, they wrote a song for this show, and <laughs> yeah. hey, it's, like, got an opening, you know, and stuff like that, but, you know, I guess, I guess it's kind of true what you're saying, too, because, you know, sometimes there's, like, even that Prime intro is not, it's not, it's not like super thought out or anything, you know? It's just kind of like, dun, 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 punch. It's like, now watch the shit, fucker. Thundercats you know? literally, <laughs> dun, 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 and you have like 2.3 seconds to grab your drink and sit your ass down and start watching it. <laughs> Get a sandwich, fanboy. We're going in. <laughs> out of the way, quick. That's pretty sad, though. What do you think about shows like, you know, Thundercats and Transformers and all this not having intro and like Ben 10 even had a theme song for Christ's sakes. <laughs> How does that well, it, I guess it's just one of those, you know, sign of the times things. It's like, you know, Stargate used to have a really nice, you know, opening credit sequence and then by the last two seasons it was chopped down to like, you know, like 10 seconds or something. That's all you had. <laughs> it was just re- Richard Dean Anderson like shuffling going, teal, 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 get in the show. I don't know. I'll give my reflections real quick because Mike pretty much summed up how I felt. It's it's really pretty. It does, even though it does have a more mature take on it than the original show, 
it is kind of falling into the trap already. Hopefully it breaks that. I hope it does because it has potential. It has a lot of potential. I, 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 again, love the designs. I like the whole battle armor slash normal clothes thing they have as far as their costume appearances. And they are doing pretty decent homages. Like they had the Driller in the Panther episode. They have Groon the Destroyer walking around me and Mumra's little henchmen and stuff. So, I mean, it's got a lot of potential. But, yeah, if it's just going to devolve to, like, you know, <laughs> Lion-O, you're stupid every episode and he learns something, it will start to kind of grind really quickly. So, I mean, I have to wait and see. So, What if what if Jaga comes back and he talks to lion on a headset and he's like, Terry, get me my flippers. <laughs> I'm going to get you out of this tree, lion Here's how we're going to do it. <laughs> they should just reuse the 80s Thundercats opening and just, like, paste Will Friedel's face over lion or something. <laughs> I think that could work. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, sorry, that was my attempt at the Batman Beyond beginning. That was actually pretty awesome. Thank you, thank you. What about you, Justin? Do you like the new uh, Thunder Kitties cartoon? Yeah, I really dig it. Like, you know, it- like everybody else has said, the uh, the animation is really pretty, and like, you know, me personally, like I don't, I haven't had a problem with any of the episodes. The only one that's has even been, you know, not even bad, just kind of subpar compared to the other ones, was the Moby Dick one. Like it was, it was still fun. It was still a fun episode, but it was just, you know, kind of cliched and predictable. But as far as like, you know, Lion O, you know, having to learn an episode or having to learn a lesson each episode, like I just kind of attribute that to, you know, like. Well, he is, you know, just starting out to be a king, and he is still just, you know, like some teenage punk, so he's going to, you know, make stupid mistakes. So, you know, as long as they don't make a whole season of that, like, you know, a whole season of Lionel learning the lesson will be pretty boring. But, you know, like all these different threads they're pulling together, like, you know, we this latest episode we saw that in the past there were Thundercats working for Mumron. You know, all this other stuff like the Book of Omens and, you know, is Jaga still going to be around now, like, Hopefully, towards the end of the season, they'll pull all these things together. And, and you know. can I ask you guys a question about that episode? And if anybody doesn't want to listen to spoilers, they can like you know ignore me for five seconds. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I'll be fine. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what was the deal with like? Was that supposed to be Claudius, or was that supposed to be another guy? When Chitara goes into the whole backstory about the king, because it didn't look like him. I, I took it to be just another, you know. Another king? Yeah. That's how I took so, it, like, that it was a really like, long like time ago. Claudius and, and the Tigra dad were, like, captains in Mumra's, like, little army, and there was another king that got the, the eye or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And eventually he passes it on to Claudius? Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like it was supposed to infer that it was a while back, so. Okay. I don't know, it just seemed like, it seemed like it wasn't that far back, because it's like Claudius and... Tiger's dad, we were still running around, so I was just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess he wasn't always the king, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I'd say like maybe 30 or possibly 40 years or something like that. Because you don't know how old Thundercats can get, so. Yeah, and Mumra's ever-living, so. Yep, so, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's good stuff, though. I like that kind of stuff. That doesn't bother me. I don't mind history and actual building the so, world. So, I mean, do you think it's like a, dare I say, a Star Wars thing where the the technology got more and more 
disregarded until they became like Amish cats or what, like what happened <laughs> exactly? Because like at the beginning, it's like technology bad, like brah. But in that Mumra flashback, it seemed like they were all. It's like basically, it seems like the way Panthro got his thunder tank must have been from Mumra's fucking pyramid or something. At least that's how I took the episode. But I don't know if anybody else took it that way. Yeah, it, it, it kind of reminded me of to to go to a Transformers reference. Remember the Headmasters four issue miniseries, like where they go to Nebulon and like the Transformers get there and they're like. We come in peace, and they're like, "No, you don't. Fuck you!" And they like start getting mad at him and stuff. And they want to destroy the Transformers, the little human guys. And they're like, "We're peaceful. We have moved beyond this." And they're like, "Okay, we will remove our heads for some reason." And then they like take them to like their armory where there's like giant warplanes with missiles and stuff. They're like, "Oh yeah, we don't use these anymore. We're peaceful we're, we're beyond it, but we've we've got all the tools of the trade just in case." Yeah, I, I think it's probably the same thing. They have the technology, but I guess they were trying to go for, like, you know, go green or some bullshit. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe, like Justin said, that's one of the things they'll reveal as the show goes on. Oh, yeah, like, even in the first episode, they're, like, Lion-O is like, they say this thing called technology, you know, exists. Like, and I'm like, I don't know, like, that's, that seemed kind of weird to me, because, like, the, what, what is the exact definition of the word technology? I mean... Yeah, to them it seems like it's machine-oriented or something. Yeah, I guess so, because, like, it it seems like, I guess, I guess technology was the best word they could use, yeah, like, I thought, like, some kind of, like, like, automation or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're like, fuck you, Final Fantasy, Teddy stole Machina from us. (laughs) So it's like, you're kind of like, oh, well, obviously they had some kind of technology to to forge the sort of omens, right? But, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, like, and even, even like, well, I, I, the reason I asked, like, what the definition of technology is, because, like, I couldn't sort of that apply to, like, simple, like, you know, lever and pulley things and stuff like that. Yeah. I, right. I don't know what the strict definition of technology is. but or really It's all about thing. the Industrial Revolution. Or really well, you know, the, the, uh, the evil, rotten, dirty lizards seem to have catapults at the very least, so maybe, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, like, Tiger's got a friggin' blaster. Isn't that technology? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> technology is bad, unless I'm using it to kill you. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird, like, the, the, the themes of each episode, like, seem to be... Even even the the setting, like I, I I agree with all you guys. Like I think the animation is really pretty, but like just when I was sort of watching all the episodes, it seemed like if you go episode by episode, it to me it kind of reminded me of other stuff, and all the other stuff it reminded me of didn't seem to gel. If that makes any sense, it's kind of like you know Claudius getting taken out by Panthro slash Mumra or whatever. Like that kind of reminded me of the whole like Lion King type thing, you know. And I, I guess as opposed to the original series where it's all kind of you know Superman esque and spacey, you know, oh Thunder is exploding and Krypton's blowing up and we've got a you know rocket to a new world and stuff. It's more. You know, it, 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 they put it more down to earth. You know, I guess they tried to go the Batman route with it. Oh, it's just a city. You know, like okay, they lost the city, not the planet type thing. And then in the the second episode, it was kind of like a Moby Dick ripoff. You know, kind of like you know, word for word. You know, the guy's quoting Ahab. You know, and everything. Which I thought the the message of that was weird. Like I don't know what lesson 
you know, people were supposed to take from that because it's kind of like, okay, if you go with the lesson of Moby Dick, right, it's like clearly it's about being obsessed to the point where everything in your life, you know, doesn't matter but the obsession and then it basically destroys your life, right? But the only difference between Lionel and the pirate guy is that when Lionel jumped in the stupid, you know, tentacle monster's belly, which, thank God he's a tentacle monster, because apparently it's cool to, like, hack and slash tentacles all you want on uh, <laughs> on TV, but if it was, like, actually a whale, like, everybody would be freaking out and calling up animal rights activists or whatever, but, <laughs> you know, that's whales. neither here nor there, I just find that kind of interesting, that tentacles, it's cool, but, you know, you know, it's like, making squid is cool, you know, but... But whales is no good. I'm like, you know, a couple of years ago, we would have just butchered a whale and made some lipstick out of it. But now it's like, that's no good. <laughs> they also infer that it was like a plant creature, too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like, but, but, but to me, I'm like, okay, so he dives in and like, you know, essentially sacrifices his crew. But Lionel does the same thing. The only difference is Lionel like cuts him up from the inside and, and succeeds in the not obsession you know what i mean like so it's like as long as you it's like as long as you succeed in your obsession it's cool you know? well there's a point where like lino stops pressing the attack to like rescue the other thundercats you know right right but like, but i guess my thing was like like it didn't seem like they were in all i mean i i understand the concept is oh if he hadn't have gone back like so i guess you're supposed to imagine the worst right like that they all drown and die right mm-hmm. if if they had both pressed the attack at the same time right but then it's like okay well then he you know helps them get to some dry wood and some driftwood and stuff and then he just jumps back right in you know like and it's just kind of like oh okay like it's like time to end the episode quick jump in the guy's mouth and cut him up from the inside Ta-da! <laughs> you know and i just kind of thought that was a weird i it's not even he that i disagree ate it just, too he got best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He got his cake and, and ate it too. You know, yep. like I, I just thought that was a funny, a, a funny thing on on what essentially is you know would be described as a children's cartoon teaching a lesson. You know, is it the same thing with like Mike was talking about earlier with the uh, Panther episode where he comes back where it's Lino's got to learn a lesson. Lino's got to learn a lesson, and a uh, subtext of it is is that Panthero's like you're just a kid. You don't impress me, and then. Lionel jumps into the fray and he's like, "I'm blocking you with sword." Then Panther's like, "This kid's okay." <laughs> you know? well, I don't know the, the Panther thing. I kind of took as him, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, kind of learning to deal with that kind of thing. Like where if you if you have a group and there's supposed to be a designated leader, you know, you have to, you know, decide who that is and not, you know, basically the more cooks you have, the more conflict it creates and the less stuff you're going to get done, you know? So it's like if Panthero was going to be, it's like Panthero was basically taking Tigra's place in the first episode for that whole entire Panthero episode, you know, like, cause he's like basically being the conflict saying, Oh, Lionel, like you can't, I'm not following you, you know, <laughs> like basically, you know, that's kind of how I took it. And then, and then in that episode, like that kind of reminded, I, I know I said so far, like the Lion King and Moby Dick, but, like, in that episode, I was thinking of, like, the ruby red Burma crystal mines from Transformers. You know, it's like, oh, quick, let's go into Mount Dune and get the ring or, you know, wh- whatever it is. It's like, we have to go to this mountain and get some stuff, you know. And then, you know, it's like basically, okay, so they did that. 
And then I think the the one episode I kind of liked was was the one that that J.M. Dematis wrote, you know, uh, the, the comic song, writer or whatever with the, the Yeah, you know, it's like I, I kind of make fun of them. I kind of like, oh yeah, these are the guys from Whoville or whatever, you know, <laughs> or stuff like that. But I was like, they they kind of reminded me, it, it, like it kind of felt like a Miyazaki movie to me that episode, like the way they all kind of like you know, floated around, and, you know, to me, I'm like, oh, it's, it's you know, they're singing Wahoo Forest and stuff, or whatever they're doing, you know, like, I thought it was kind of cool. You have been given the gift of life. It is a fragile gift, and not one that you can keep forever, but it is the most precious gift in all the world. If it helps from well, online like, reactions, I, I think that's one of the more well-received episodes, too. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. It's just, I-, I guess my point is, like, and even in the last episode with the more backstory about Mumra, it's like Mumra's kind of like the Emperor fl- frying, you know, Lionel Luke Skywalker with his <laughs> electricity hands and stuff. It's like, it-, it just seems like a lot of the episodes kind of... Borrow a lot? Not, not, I- I'm not even saying borrow, but I, I just think, like, the-, the-, the overall theme, it's kind of like, it-, it doesn't seem to be a consistent world in some way like where it's like everything's pretty and everything's neat but it's like every episode it's like there's something new and so for some people i guess that could be a good thing like maybe they they dig the variety and all the the world you know like it's a i guess a multi-dimensional world where you know it's not like hoth where it's like oh you're on a nice planet with ice. <laughs> You're just thinking they should call the show Thundercats Mosaic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like it's kind of like there's, there's, it seems like they were trying to create a different, you know, but the, to me, like, the forest world in the third episode, or whatever it was, is, like, completely different from the whole Moby Dick Sand to Sea thing. You know, it's like they seem like completely different worlds almost, so. Yeah, it's got, like, a lot of very <laughs> topography for them only walking a few miles every episode. <laughs> you get kind of the feeling that the Thundercat culture is like very enclosed and like self-centered and like they haven't even hardly ventured outside the city walls or something because well, everything they encounter is so new. But that kind of reminds me of like a Lord of the Rings type thing, you know, and the yeah. Hobbits start now where they have no clue what's out beyond their little, you know, village. So right. that's true. Cause yeah, you have like, like Derek and you just said, Brian, like, in Lord of the Rings, you got like Mordor, which is like you know, evil, and then you've got like you know, the elf forest, you know, kingdom. Then you got the hobbits' little hill valley with their little burrows and shit. So I mean, maybe they're kind of going for like that whole epic feel, kind of fantasy yeah. type thing, where by the end of it, we'll have like a a third Earth map where it's kind of like, you know, here's the the Whoville forest people's little Frodo, forest look, and over an elephant. Over, I've never yeah, seen an elephant. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, and I think this really does kind of all trace back to what Justin said. This might, hopefully, and I, I hope Justin is very much correct. Maybe it is really just building towards something a lot bigger, and it's just the first few episodes, and we just haven't seen where they're really going with it. Yeah, it's to me, it seems a lot like it seems very similar to the He-Man series that came out a few years back, where. You know, it was, you know, they set up Skeletor and Randor in the past, you know, and we got to see, you know, Kelador before he, you know, became Skeletor. And, you know, they, they kind of did the same thing where they took very different, you know, plot threads, you know, like some stuff with the sorceress, you know, Man at Arms. And they eventually had Fisto. That's what I think of. They eventually had uh, Fisto in there, and, you know, they've tried to 
they kind of set up he was actually Tila's uh, father. So I, I kind of see that they're, they're kind of doing a similar thing with the Thundercats show. That's cool. Justin Barber, you went from the evil sacred couch of the Odin sleep to the magical cricket world. <laughs> it's just like Thundercats. <laughs> I'm surrounded by cricket. <laughs> I must use the sword. Jaga, <laughs> help me. <laughs> How do I survive the crickets? Thundercats. Tell us your thoughts, Brian. I, 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 I know you were for skipping it. You, you were super excited about the new show from as far as I could tell. And I yeah, <laughs> I've really been liking it, and I agree with everyone else. It's an improvement on almost every aspect. The animation's better. I think the voice acting's better, and Snarf doesn't talk, so... All three great improvements over the original show. And, um, well, he kind of talks a little bit. Yeah, he just says snarf, though, doesn't he? He doesn't actually like, yeah. speak stupid stuff. He, no, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> write a dissertation. He's, right. he's, 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 more like, he's more like Hulk Smash Hulk than, than Professor Hulk. Yeah. But Mike kind of touched on the only problem I had, and that was uh, kind of the consistency of the writing. Like he pointed out, and the, uh, the, 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 the major fault I had found was uh, the Sansi up episode, you know, Lino had, I thought, learned to, you know, basically take care of his comrades first and worry about the fight second, and then the very next ep- episode, like, everyone's pissed off at him for running away from the, like, overwhelming lizard army and, like, not fighting them, so at the end of the episode, he learns his lesson, and they basically press a suicide attack where they all expect to die, except <laughs> Panthro comes in and saves them, so other than that, I've really been enjoying it. That's cool. Is, is it, like, made you even more eager to like, because like I said, you have a cool little mosaic with like all the toys you bought this week. Has it made you even more eager to like buy like, you know, merchandise and toys and stuff from it because you enjoyed it so much? Yeah, I'd say so. Like all the updates and stuff, like the bat armor is a lot cooler than the onesie. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other toys in like the four or six inch line from the new show yet, but I'm sure they'll all be good. Cool, cool. So I, I think we're more, more or less positive about it. I mean, I don't think we're all completely negative. I think any derision we've spoke out about it is just more concern for wanting a good show. I don't think anybody's like, oh, this is never going to get any better. So, I mean, hopefully it will get, you know, where some of us want to go. And the people who are enjoying it, well, hell yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. If you like what you like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, I'm glad that I like it well enough to find faults in it as opposed to, like, Transformers Prime, where I just don't even want to watch it. I yeah. A Transformers update that was as well done as Thundercats has been so far. Yeah, Transformers Prime, like, Thundercats, I can at least say, if it's on, I, I do want to watch it, whereas Transformers Prime, I almost go out of my way to avoid it, because I'm just, I, it's not because <laughs> I hate it, I'm just like, ugh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually want to see the next episode of Thundercats, where it's like, you know, like Prime, like the most recent episode of Prime I actually ended up watching, and it was pretty good, but it's like episode, like, 20-something, and they're, like, they're just now like getting into the main plot or whatever but and like and I was like okay that's good episode 23 is the time to jump into prime now I guess but you know thundercats it's like they still have time to you know get better faster now so yeah and like everybody said if nothing else if you're an animation fan just in general really fucking brilliantly beautifully animated compared to a lot of recent stuff that's come out so you just like pretty designs and well done fluid animation. Hell, just check it out for that alone. So, 
Yeah, it is definitely a pretty, pretty show. So that's, you know, definitely something worth checking out. Oh, and just to uh, let you folks know who may not know about the new Thundercats cartoon, you can see it, as far as I know, unless Cartoon Network changes this in the near future. It's on every Friday night at 8.30 on the CN. So, yeah, give it a, give it a watch. You might actually enjoy it. So, Did it keep that airtime, actually? Yeah, that's what like, I know. Like, I tried watching it, like, Friday, and I it, it, it was like King of the Hill for an hour. But maybe I was an hour late or something. I think you're an hour late, because usually Adult Swim starts about 9. Yeah, see, and I started watching at 8, my time, Central Time. I thought it was always on at 8.30, but whatever. I had to watch it online, but no big deal. Okay. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't confirm that, because I did miss this week's episode, so I'm not sure if they may have pulled a fact. Like I said, Cartoon Network is infamous for changing the schedule out of, you know, thin blue air. So One of the reasons why... Out of, out of thin blue tank tops? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of cute little blue boy shorts. <laughs> can't hold on to it any longer. <laughs> One of the reasons why I asked Brian if it made him want to buy the toys, and, I mean, we could talk about the new toys as well, but the old toy line was actually rather prolific. They released a lot of friggin' toys. They were done by LJN. They had, I'm not sure exactly how many waves. I would say at least three or four waves. They didn't have a lot of Batman stuff where it was like, you know, Lion-O with white snow Arctic armor. They actually had a lot of new characters and a lot of cool stuff like that. One of the big things for the line is they kind of took, like, the He-Man slash... Uh, there's another toy line I was thinking of. It just skipped my mind. But they took the idea Black of... Star? Huh? Blackstar? <laughs> Blackstar? <laughs> Possibly. But they took the, uh, they uh, ran with the idea of giving each... Uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons. That's actually one of the other things. They, had, they all had kind of, like, battle-matic action in a way. They, they could do, like, cool little things, most of them. Lion-O could chop his sword... Some of them had light up eyes. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I had I had the the original line where he he had the the little sort of I guess you you put the red thing in the back of his like in in, in the rear of his back, but then it lit up his eyes. You know, like he was calling the Thundercats or whatever. <laughs> but then I remember seeing like some stuff later where I think. They eventually, like, it's not like they released, you know, Lionel with special, you know, rainbow cape gear or whatever, but they they did have, like, stuff where I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it's like Wily Kit and Wily Cat eventually came packaged with Tigra and Chitara or somebody, and and that uh, I think Lionel came packaged with sn- with Snarf at some point. I, I don't know. I could I could be wrong, but I, I remember stuff like that. Uh, to to reference your earlier love of Mamut, I do remember Mumrug did come with Mamut. So okay, so that's kind of cool. And anybody else? I, I, will, I will admit I never actually collected the toys. Did anybody actually collect the toys back in the eighties? I I had Lionel. That's that's all I can tell you on that. Like that was the only one I. Had. So. I think I only had three Thundercat toys. One was the light-up lion One was Tigra with, I think, like a whipping action in his arm. And then I had one vehicle, which was a Hovercat. And I don't remember it from the show, so I don't know if it's actually appeared in the show or not. But there's a little, like, single-person flyer thing. And I remember did, I had, like, a Did trigger. it have, like, wings on the side? No. It looked, no. It looked like a hovering vehicle, basically. It was, like, white and blue. And the toy had, like, a a trigger thing you pulled and go like like really fast. <laughs> and those are the, the only the only toys I had of Thundercats. Striking fear into enemies everywhere. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Run away. Oh, what about you, Mike? Did you ever have any of the old uh, old school toys? I think I might have had like a 
Beast guy or something that I probably repurposed as something. I don't know. Possibly Beast. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say, did he fight with Cyclops? <laughs> you mean Metalhead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. But aside from that, I never, yeah, I never had any of them, I don't think. Yeah. What, what about you? They really just? weren't that good. I mean, to be honest, like Tiger, I think only had like articulation and maybe his hips and shoulders. And that was it. Like, I remember their legs were like straight and you couldn't move them hardly at all. Well, I know, I know you're very... Uh, familiar with the fact that LJN produced really crappy video games in the 80s for Nintendo, and that kind of seemed to carry over a little bit, because while Thundercats was a very popular license, I never got the toys, because you had, like, He-Man, you had, like, G.I. Joe, and they looked like, you know, how they were supposed to, if that makes sense. While the Thundercats, because of all the little action features they, like, crammed into them, they all look kind of bloated and kind of fat. <laughs> 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 like Lionel's been, you know, chowing down on the donuts or something. I think he's been chowing down on Cheetos because I remember he's always like a bright orange, like the toy <laughs> was compared to the cartoon. He eats too many carrots. The dust <laughs> is all over me. Jaga, help! <laughs> My skin pigmentation is off. This calls for uh, uh, using the uh, sight beyond sight. Whatever. <laughs> I lost it. What, what does Chester Cheetah say? It's not easy <laughs> when you're cheesy or something? What about uh, you, Justin? I was going to go to you, but I, I thought of that real quick. For me, Thundercats toys fall into the same category as G.I. Joe toys. Like, I really liked Thundercats, the show, and G.I. Joe, the show, growing up. But I never had any toys from, from either, actually. Like, I don't think I've ever owned any Thundercats toys. Like, for me, like, I only got to play with them. Like, I would go over to one of my friends' house. And he had he had like you know Lion-O and Mumron. I think he had the Cat Slayer, and like I I would just get to play with those you know just sporadically. I never really did like. I mean, they look kind of cool, but I never really got into the old Thundercats toys. Yeah, like I said, I only had the the one Lion-O figure. I mean, I, I can see what what people are saying about not having a lot of articulation, but to be honest, I kind of I feel like I grew up you know in an era where there weren't. A lot of toys with a whole lot of articulation you know to me it's like the superpowers toys were like heavily articulated because they had like three points you know like i'm all ooh, <laughs> you know superman can bend his fucking legs you know ooh, you know like he's got like, days you know <laughs> well, like, you know it's like that's huge wadida look at the special guy who can bend his knees <laughs> exactly jogger yeah. i am unable to bend my knees <laughs> It appears you've come down with a case of the rickets, Lionel. Yeah. If you guys want to pick up the old figures, they are expensive, unfortunately. They they have the nostalgic quality, and like a lot of old toys from the 80s, you're probably going to be paying some pretty top dollar for them. However, if you want figures that are articulated and actually have better sculpting, they're releasing new ones right now. Our, like I said, our friend Brian has more than a few that he's got this week, so... Check them out, you know, see what you get into, what you like better. Um, if you like Fat lion get the old ones. If you like Skin Svelte lion then go ahead and jump on the new figures. One of the areas that I will admit I don't have a lot of expertise on is the fact that Thundercats have been a comic property on and off over the years. Like I stated earlier in the beginning of the show, they did have a star comic for a while from Marvel. As Thunderwing helped me remember later on, they also had a little bit of a short run with the Wild Storm universe. Some of those comics were not very well received. I'll let my other fan holes buddies go into that. The only thing I can really say is I probably read maybe one of the Star Comics, two of the Star Comics when I was a kid, and maybe one or two of the Wild Storm ones. 
my synopsis are very short. Not memorable. That's like the only thing I can really say. They were there. They existed. And they're not even in my collection now. So, I mean, I hate to be so quick and not detailed, but that's all I really got. I know you said you've read a pretty good amount of them. Mike, what do you, you think about Thundercats comics? Well, not really. I've read exactly one miniseries, and that's about it. But <laughs> That's more than me. <laughs> yeah, well, like... First of all, can I ask, like, the old comics, were they just ad- adaptations of, like, cartoon episodes? Or they, did they actually have, like, a, their own story? I think... They're kind of original. I, yeah, I think the Star Comics were, like, their own, you know, side stories or however you wanted to well, that's cool. view they're, that as. They're kind of like the He-Man comic series, where it's, like, similar yet different, you know? <laughs> I was just wondering if they were kind of like, you know, a, like Thundercats Adventures type thing, you know, where they, like, adapted, you know, TV episodes. But that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I got that notion that they were. But, you know, I guess being an 80s comic, they probably were, like, their own their own stories because, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe had completely different comic continuities. So, you know, why wouldn't Thundercats? But I don't know. I, I seem to remember hearing that somewhere. But who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, not me. <laughs> but but in any case, um, the only one I've read is that awful wild storm mini i think it it was i'm not sure if it was the first mini or the second one but return um, yeah i think the return was the first one okay that's the one because he's he he comes out of the lino comes out of the book of omen yeah yeah i think in the last episode of the tv series they you know they have a big fight with the book of omens or whatever so i guess you're just supposed to assume like he he went off to train in the Book of Omens yeah. or whatever. In whatever case, it's it's pretty bad, actually. It's pretty hilariously bad. Like, kind of reminds me, I was telling Derek earlier, it kind of reminds me of, like, those fir- that first Dreamwave Transformers miniseries where they're like, you know, it's like, oh, shit, it's your favorite 80s cartoon, but now it's all <laughs> hardcore and adult, you know? You know, it was like... Yeah, it's pretty, it, it, it's pretty gross yeah. to me, like, because it's like, it's like... Fucking Mumra has like Wily Kit and Wily Cat, and they're like adult, and then they're all like, you know, dressed in like nothing, like they're his little sex slaves and shit. And like <laughs> yeah. Mumra's like all naked, taking like a bubble bath, and Wily Kit's like, you know, sitting there, like he's like, I'm, you know, pimp child molester Mumra, you know, and I got pimp <laughs> I want to see your tits, my dear. Yeah, it, it is. Like, I just reread it to prepare for this podcast, and it's pretty, yeah, like, gratuitous. And, like, you know, there's, like, there's the implication that, like, Cheetara's been, like, a sex slave for the mutants. For yeah, the, yeah. It's like, like she, she got, like, gang raped by the mutants or something. It's, like, it's really tough. And, like, I'm... Mall, if if Linkara wants to review a real bad comic instead of a, a PSA of the week or whatever, he should like look at this because it's awful. Yeah, and then like like when like Snarf goes to get Lion, I guess well like the whole point is like Lion knows, but yeah, been inside the Book of Omens training, and I guess like time is supposed to pass differently in there. So like he was only supposed to be gone for like a like a few weeks, but like when in his time it would have been 
in like five years. But like uh, I guess Mumra casts like a spell so that the time passes normally. So like five years in the book is five years outside. So like when he comes, like Snarf finally gets him out, and he and Snarf's like, eh, Snarf, you know, Thunderous fallen in this time, and you know, and Lionel's like, why didn't anyone come and get me, you know, and <laughs> and, and Snarf's like, we couldn't because we're we're losers or whatever, you know. <laughs> we thought you were in a tree. Yeah, yeah but you know, we couldn't because we're totally lame. Yeah. It, it's, it's so cool. It's like. I, I'm not so cool. I'm saying it's like it's trying to be so cool and like adult and like and like it just comes off as kind of lame because it's like you know, Lionel comes out and he's got a new costume and he's like all dressed in black and he's like you know I have <laughs> learned like he's like I have learned every martial art there is in Thundera you know from the Book of Omens and whatever and like he's all like hardcore and like he goes and frees Panthro from like the slave mines and he's like you know he grabs one of the like monkey men and snaps his neck and stuff and you know and I'm like yes I am killing people now because you didn't see that in the cartoon we're all hardcore now. <laughs> How does it feel to have your last breath taken by my mighty hand? <laughs> it's exactly like that, actually. But Sort of omens. Give me neck snap beyond neck snap. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, like, uh, the, the other, like, he goes and rescues Panthro, and, like, uh, there's, like, Dozens or hundreds of other thund- like cats and thundercats or whatever they are in the mines with them, and they're like, you know, they're all fighting and stuff, and they're like, we'll hold these guys off. You guys go save, you know, Tigra and Chitara. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, there's like hundreds of you. You know, couldn't a couple more go with them? Like it's just Lionel and Panthro running away, and like the others are all getting killed and stuff. I was like, I, I maybe like you know like 50 of you could stay and like kind of help fight and the rest of you can go. But I don't know. In whatever case, it was like those guys didn't have names, so they can just die, whatever. You know, <laughs> I'm but, still trying to get over the whole Lionel and black. That just throws me really off. But it's funny, like at the end of the third issue or something, like when they all get reunited and stuff and, you know, and Chitara is all mad at Lionel because, you know, that's hardcore and mature, you know, because he, he abandoned them or whatever by, you know, going <laughs> training and whatever. It's like, well, it was literal. It's literally like, you know, you feel like the writer is like, oh, look at this, you know, in the cartoon they all got along, but now they don't, you know, but... <laughs> It, at, like at the end of the third like issue, in the in the cartoon, Mumra was a dirty old mummy who never got me. <laughs> now he's getting wily, getting wily cat on a nightly basis. Oh yeah! Oh like, my bro. god! Check it out. Slides into scat porn. It's so hardcore. <laughs> I gotta look out. Lock out. <laughs> No, at the end of the third issue, though, he's like, Lionel's like, we're finally going to do it. We're going to kill Mumra once and for all. And I was like, whoa, maybe you should have done that if you were so, like, eager to do it. Maybe you should have done that, like, a hundred and something episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh. I like the the once and for all because they never said that in the cartoon. They're never like, we're going to try to kill Mumra today. But yeah, it's a, it's a really gratuitous miniseries, and it's very you know, like I said, it's it, it it's uh, I don't know, it's like they tried to take something that was you know fun and try to make twist it all and make it all like badass and adult, you know. Motherfucker! You fucking dog! Yeah! Shut the fuck up! Get over here, bitch! Ah! 
Run out the fucking plate, boys! Come here, motherfucker. It just kind of reminds me, like, of, of, and this is not to disparage any uh, aspiring internet fan fiction writers, but it just, it smacked of, of what what people think of when they think of really bad, amateurish fan fiction stuff, you know, at least in terms of the writing. I mean, I, I can't really knock the art too much. It's Ed Bean, yeah, the some guy pretty deep. Who, did, yeah. who did, like, Justice League and Bird of birds of prey and, and and books like that so like the arts the arts decent but the 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 story just makes you feel a little you know i don't know it makes me feel a little icky inside, yeah you know? i just read that comic i need a shower <laughs> yeah pretty much it, it really is really creepy like mumra goes on and on and on about like <laughs> like like when he's with wiley kit and wiley cat he just goes on like there's there's literal like a dozen like, pages ah, that <laughs> He's just like, you know, wrap me up, man. <laughs> no, like, he, he just has, like, talk, like, you know, like he's watching, like, Lion-O through his, like, you know, cauldron or whatever, and he was like, I wonder what he'd think if he could see you now bathing me. <laughs> you know, and you're just kind of like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like you feel icky just reading. Well, it's especially sickening when you think that cat's bathed with their tongues. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I gotta log out. <laughs> Logging out times ten. <laughs> oh, cool. You can't log out times ten. Oh, You'll blow up the universe. And, and the one other thing I wanted to mention about that series, even Snarf gets in on the hardcore act. <laughs> Because when he goes to rescue Panthro, there's like Snarf, a pan- bitch. Yeah, there's like a panel of Snarf like unsheathing his claws like Wolverine and slashing like some lizard men to pieces and stuff. I'm I'm the best at what I do, Snarf, and what I do isn't Snarf. Snarf, snarf. Uh, Put the arrows of our foes, cloud the sun, because tonight we died in hell, Snarf. Because <laughs> you get it? Because, like, Snarf was lame in the cartoon, but in this comic, he's hardcore. You he's know? hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that miniseries is freaking awful. God. So yeah, that's my yeah. that's my extent of uh, Thundercats comic knowledge. I just, I just think I got Pedo Mumra from that one little blooper thing of "Let me see your tits, my dear." Yeah, exactly. Like, like, that's pretty much what he does the whole the whole damn miniseries. <laughs> you, I think you read it too, uh, Derek. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that one I read, and I was pretty turned off by it. But I, I, I tried to read some other stuff. The I, I have to admit, I haven't read a lot of the Star Comics. The only real memory I have of the Star Comics is uh, a good buddy of mine. We always used to watch Thundercats together, and his roommates, you know, he loved Snarf and stuff. He would always sort of make fun of it like we are, you know, you know, Snarf, Snarf, you know, and he would kind of, you know, use that as one of his catchphrases sometimes or whatever it was. So I remember some of his roommates ended up getting him a a framed piece of original artwork from the Star Comics, which I, I can't imagine was very expensive. But, you know, they, they got it for him. And so I, I remember, you know, every time I would come over to his apartment, you know, during those days, you know, you'd see, the, you know, the framed couple, you know, six panels of Snarf on, the, you know, in, in the living room or wherever it was, you know. And then besides the return, I, I read the, the, the Superman Thundercats team up which is written by Judd Winnick, and I'm not exactly a big fan of Judd Winnick, but, I mean, I think 
at least the concept should have worked well, you know, because, like, there's lots of comparisons you can make, you know, kind of like I said before how, you know, Krypton's, you know, a dying planet and Thundera's, you know, a dying planet and they go to a new world and that kind of thing. You know, the whole, I guess... I guess if you want to say technology of Thundercats, you know, like the, the way, you know, Jaga can still talk to him, kind of like Jarrell can talk to Superman, you know, the whole, you know, Thundranium makes them weak, just like Kryptonite makes Superman weak. You know, there's lots of things you could have played with. Uh, I don't think they played with all the things they could have played with. You know, the fact that, like, you know, Groon's kind of like a Phantom Zone criminal in the original series, you know, he kind of got beat up by Jaga and, you know, shot into, you know, limbo or wherever the hell he went, you know, that kind of thing. But the actual comic, you know, it's just kind of like basically like the Thundercats get ported into Metropolis. And then, of course, because it's, you know, comic logic, like nobody can understand what they're saying because they come from an alien world, you know, so everybody's like, what's going on? And then eventually, like, Snarf picks up some stupid, you know, MacGuffin that can translate. And then Superman understands that they're not there to you know, fight and stuff. But, you know, before that, it's like Superman's like, ow, that sword hurt. Must be magic, grr. You know, and shit like that, you know. And so eventually, like, they fight Mumra and the mutants and stuff like that. And then there's, like, a little twist at the end, if anybody, you know, I, I don't need to spoil it, but there's a, a, a nice twist for Superman fans at the end of it. So it's it's okay. I think they could have done a lot more with it. It so sounds I don't at think least it was like the they wrote the Thundercats more in character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed okay. I mean, most of the most of the comics, though, the Wildstorm comics seem to spring from that uh, initial return miniseries. Because even the other miniseries I, I read that I thought was kind of cool was called Dogs of War, and like, it, you know, it wasn't all that much better, but uh, it had artwork by Brett Booth, who did like a lot of the Wildstorm books from the past. Like, I think. The thing I remember him doing the most was that book, Backlash, that image book. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but um, I, I thought his art was okay. Was he was kind of like a poor like, man. Was that the guy who dressed in black and had white hair and had, like, yeah. whips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was kind of like a poor man's Jim Lee, you know, in a way, you know, like, but he was, he, it was pretty good art. And then it's kind of like, you know how we were talking about alternate universes last week? So it's kind of like that. It's like one of those future dystopia things. It's not just like you know, the the return miniseries where it's just, like, five years or something. This is, like, you know, Lionos looks like Claudus from that new cartoon. Like, Lionos like, 100,000 fucking years old or whatever. So it's, like, and then in this alternate future, like, they kind of play on the whole cat-dog thing. So they have, like, you know, a bunch of dogs basically invade New Thundera, and the the bad guy's name is Doberlord, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's kind of goofy, but, like, I kind of liked it because it was like, okay, all the dogs are, like, kicking the shit out of, like, all the, you know, this, this whole cat, you know, race and everything. But, like, what cracked me up is then because they're dogs, it's like Jackal Man and uh, Ma. It's like, oh, I guess I'm kind of skipping, but basically, like, like there's kind of like a rival fusion thing where, like, Mumra and the mutants end up teaming up with Lionel and the Thundercats. But then, like, they end up getting betrayed, and you're like, oh, they're like, who could have possibly betrayed us? <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, well, Jackal Man shows up, and he's like, duh, like, I'm a fucking jackal. I'm a dog. Like, these guys are practically my cousins, you know, like, you know, like, and everybody's like, damn you, Jackal Man. And then he picks up Mamut from the shadows, and it's like, Mamut, like, totally, like, 
I guess, like, bit off Mumra's, like, arm and stuff and totally, like, betrayed him and shit because the dogs came in to, like, take over and stuff. So, like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i probably making it sound awful and goofy, but, like, I kind of had fun reading it because there's, like, Honestly, funny... you're making it sound awesome. I want to read it now. <laughs> it sounds funny. There's this, yeah. There's this funny scene where, like, the... The, the Thundercats are, like, escaping prison and stuff, and, like, the, so Doberlord shows up, and he's all pissed <laughs> off and everything. And, like, you know. just hey, hey, have to laugh. Doberlord. Yeah, he's like, I am Doberlord. And, like, in the, in the background, like, the alarms are going off, so the alarms are like, woof, woof, woof. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all woofing and shit. But then he comes in, he comes in and he's like, all right. Who let the cats out? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my you know? god, that sounds so awesome! Like, I don't know. I thought it was best I thought comic it was ever. I want, so I want anyway, this re-released uh, as a prestige hardcover right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, and it, it, at least it, it's like it has some of that goofy stuff, but it doesn't have any of that gross stuff that was in that return comic. It's like Wiley Kit is is grown up, and then you know Wiley Cat is still grown up, but like. I don't know how to explain it. They make, like, a new character who's kind of like Linkso Jr. or something, and his name's Bobcat. And, like, so Bobcat, like, I guess has a thing for Wily Kid or whatever. But, like, they, you know, they're, like, the same age and, like, you know, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not – it's all gross, like, with Mumra and stuff. So it's, like, I, you know, that's, like, fine, you know. So anyway, I that's basically – you know, the the main stuff that I read. I mean, you know, the stuff I think is funny is, like, eventually, like, at the end of that Superman book, it's like, I guess the Eye of Thundera from the DC Universe ends up as a little trophy in the Fortress of Solitude, which I thought was kind of funny. So I'm just going to take this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it's like, that. but that those are basically the comics I read. I, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with too much of the Star stuff, like I said, but those are the... The, you know, I read the one that Mike read, The Return, because that, when that came out, it was kind of like, you know, the Dreamwave Transformers thing. I was like, oh, i got to check this out. And then the, the I, I didn't really, after that, I kind of got turned off until I read that that other, because it was, you know, it's kind of like a future alternate dystopia, you know, everything sucks universe, you know, type thing. But I thought it was kind of interesting. So, and, and also, you know, the other thing that's kind of cool is, like, by the end of it, it's like, since they do do the rival fusion it's like you know mumra is always going to be their enemy i guess but Lionel actually sends the mutants back to plundar or whatever like you know for helping them so it's like they kind of have like a moment you know where it's like oh Vultureman's like you're gonna you're, like you're gonna honor your word and like after we treated you like fucking dirt and stuff like you know oh you guys are kind of nice you know like so there's i don't know it seemed like there was kind of like a nice little wrapper on that whole thing to me that's cool yeah i I really want to read the Dogs of War now because it just sounds like, oh my god, here it is. I'm going to share this with my fan holes buddies. I am pulling up the image that's actually online of who let the cats out. Oh, and not only that, but the Wolf 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 <laughs> is called the Dober Alarm. The Dober Alarm. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> that sounds so, and he's got like a little like doggy paw as like his symbol, like he's fucking Batman or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! What do you think, Justin? Was it was there anything you read of the Thundercats comic universe, or were you kind of like me and Brian, kind of out of the loop? No, I, I kept up with all those comics, but I'll I'll pretty much back up Mike and Derek. Um, you know, most most of them were kind of bad. You know, especially the Return. Like, I I can't even really top you know what they've said, so I'll just you know back them up. But uh, the only ones I really enjoyed, like the uh, Hammerhands Revenge one. 
like were you know they fought the uh I guess they're called the Berserkers, you know, they're on that ship or whatever. Like, I thought that one was pretty good. Dogs of War was okay. Like, it, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't all that good either. But I guess the one I, I enjoyed the most was the Superman team-up uh, one-shot. There was also a Battle of the Planets one-shot, but I never did get that one. With the Thundercats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. it existed. I've never, I've never read it. That's just really weird. Ken! Cats, cats, Ken. They they had a lot of weird team ups with Battle of the Planets. I remember because I, I forget who had who had the license to make those comics, but I remember there was even one with like the Witchblade or something funny. Yeah. So like, I was always like, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes you always like, I like team ups and they're cool, you know, like no matter what. But like sometimes you look at it and you just kind of go, huh? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, I know you're like me, Brian, but did you did you want to just like maybe throw in two cents on your thoughts of the comics? I think I was oblivious to the Star Comics when I was a kid. Some of like the big boxes of comics I've gotten purchased all at once as an adult have had some of the Thundercats comics in it, but I don't remember reading any. And then when like the newer like Wildstorm or DC like Thundercats stuff was out, I, I I think I remember that being right around the same time as Transformer comics were just coming out. So I, my nostalgia focus was kind of toward the Transformer comics. I didn't pay much mind to the Thundercat stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I read one or two issues, and they were, they were a lot like the He-Man Star comics. They were very self-contained, and it was, like, definitely amped up more for the kitty audience, whereas Transformers and G.I. Joe actually had a little bit more mature storytelling. So, yeah, I didn't really get into them. It was like, yeah, my nose up a tree for it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the Thundercast discussion for this week. Definitely like a good show just for nostalgia. And the new show, again, shows promise. Hopefully it will be something that turns into something pretty cool. I'm always up for great new animation. I'm, I'm a cartoon addict, so anything that's good, I'm willing to watch. Um, to move on to something we do every week, however, unfortunately it may or may not be Thundercast-themed. I know mine's not. I don't know about the rest of you folks. But we like to talk about something awesome that's going on this week, just comics, books, movies, whatever, just whatever just kind of strikes us as something really cool. I'm going to just go off random here, and let's start off with Derek. What is something awesome in your world this week? I'm I'm just going to plug something, because I like to plug things. <laughs> but what's awesome in my week is I, I just finished the 47th episode of my, my History of Comics on Film series, and that episode is on the Wonder Woman television series with Linda Carter, and so that's that's been up for uh, probably a little while, but I think, you know, just, just to cross over and have some appeal, if there's any fanhole listeners out there who haven't seen the series and like comic books and stuff like that, you know, it's basically just comparisons between, you know, the, the comic-type storylines that Wonder Woman has had over the years, and then, you know, me kind of examining, you know, what occurred on the actual television series, you know, in my own zany and, you know, informative way. And so that's actually up right now. And then actually the, the other thing, too, is I know the fan holes have been doing a lot of contests lately. And so this actually applies to any fan hole listeners as well if they want to participate. But I'm going to have a, a little contest for History of Comics on Film. If you just, you know, sign up with Twitter and send me a tweet on, you know, what your favorite episode is and why. Or you can also sign into the hofcof.blogspot.com blogspot and, you know, put a comment under that episode or whatever you want to do. But if you do that, I'll enter you in a contest to win 
the Iron Man Extremis motion comic DVD. So if you do that and, you know, you just want to watch some episodes and tell me which ones you like, do that and you'll be entered and then do it do it soon and, and you'll be entered in, in the drawing to win. So. Hey, Derek, you mentioned it all, oh, the Wonder Woman Spider-Man team up from the MTV Music Awards? No, I did okay. not. <laughs> With your uh, uh, penchant for... You know, the webbing jism <laughs> references. I, I thought that would be particularly interesting coming from you. But Well, I think, I think he, he focused mainly, mostly, on the, mostly on the Linda Carter run, so it was pretty much – I did see it, by the way. I watched the entire episode. Just let you focus on it. It's a long episode, but you know what? It's really good. It's got so much information. Yeah, it actually, it is the longest. It does have the, the distinction of being the longest one I've made. It's almost like – it's close to 40 minutes, so it is pretty long. So that's understandable if you need to find some time to sit down and watch it or whatever. But yeah, again though, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I watched it pretty much. I think the day it came out, lots of information. I learned some stuff. It was always good to learn new things. So I, while not my awesome thing this week, I definitely will agree that is an awesome thing and very worth plugging. And hey, you get free crap if you like, you know, follow them. So, Justin, what about you? What's something awesome in your world this week? Well, I've got two things, actually. Uh, I watched a movie called The Lost Battalion. It's, uh, it's a movie made in 2001. It's based on a true story from World War One. It's about this. This guy leads a division of troops uh, to try and break the German front. And uh, pretty much his commander lies to him. His commander tells him that the French are going to, you know, support his left flank and, you know, they'll meet up. But uh, he's totally just, you know, lying to him. And eventually these uh, these troops get pretty much encircled by the Germans and they, they go through all kinds of crazy stuff. Like there's a sniper. They, they run low on rations and they can't get to this creek to get water and the sniper keeps killing them and they get shelled by their own guys. So it's, it's a really good movie if you like war movies. My second thing is a CD. And uh, it's called The Muppets, The Green Album. And basically, <laughs> cool. it's, uh, it's about, it's, uh, you know, some uh, newer bands like OK Go and Weezer, they're, they do some covers of some classic Muppets songs. So if, if you enjoy The Muppets or if you enjoy any of those bands, I'd suggest you check it out. It's a really good album. What song does Weezer cover? Rainbow Connection, actually. Oh, cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's actually a really good cover, that song. Like, for me, like I, I like the original, and then Sarah McLaughlin did a cover of it that I thought was really great. But uh, Weezer does a really good job with this version too. Neat, yeah, that sounds like very much worth checking out. What about you, Mike? Something kind of cool over there where you're in? I got. I've been looking for this for a while, but I got a trade of X Men Inferno, the Inferno crossover, and like I've always wanted a trade of like this storyline, but I've never been able to find it like for a reasonable price. For some reason, I guess they've had like two different versions, and both both uh, soft covers have been out of print, and all they've got left now is like new is the hard cover, and it's all like you know like forty bucks or whatever. But I actually found a, a soft cover one on eBay for 25 bucks the other week so I just got that and I've been reading through that and you know I, I like Inferno a lot but it's funny I was telling you guys earlier it's like when when I read Inferno before I'd only I'd only read like the X-Men and X-Factor parts and this trade has like all the new mutants tie-ins too so it's like I'm where I'm reading about weird red furry demon Ileana now and stuff like that <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's just kind of weird, but <laughs> other than that, I, like I'm just reaching the part where I'm familiar with it now. So 
it's cool. Like, I, I just like that era of X-Men where, like, you know, they were divided into, you know, the Aussie X-Men and X-Factor with the original team. And, you know, Archangel is like the Wolverine of the original team, kind of. And, you know, I like that era. But, you know. Yeah, I like how they had that, that callback to that one classic X-Men backup story, like where Wolverine shows up and he hits on Jean Grey and then, and then you know, Angel gets into a big fight with him and everything. And so, like, it kind of, like, calls back to that when yeah, uh, like, Archangel and, and Wolverine kind of go at it. And it's like, oh, remember that time? Like, we're going to finish yeah, this Yeah, and the Archangel's fight. even like, you know, like, oh, you know, I've got Blades too this time. And, you know, they paralyze you and crap. And you're a loser now compared to me. And, you know, like, he, it's cool like that. And, you know, Rogue tries to kiss him and he, like, punches her away. And he's like, get away from me, you tramp. And stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I've got demon blood, bitch. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I like how Longshot and Dazzler are a bunch of douchebags in that. <laughs> and they're like, "Where's my spotlight?" Like, I'm. Cool. And it, it, it really is like I think Brian, you were you were saying when you were reading through this era, like it's just like you said, like Longshot just kind of hangs in the background until it's time for him to make like that one impossible shot. And like yeah. even in in this like Inferno like he messes up at the end and stuff and like hits Gene like or I forgot like Mister Sinister shoots at him and it like it misses him but it hits Gene who was like right next to him and he's like oh no my luck has cursed the X Men <laughs> but but yeah I'm enjoying it a lot so I'm glad I'm glad to have this storyline finally in like a compact form. Woo Inferno. <laughs> Mailboxes eating people. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I like the story, too. I, I commented on the art earlier, but as far as, like, bi-weekly and just how much they packed into it, yeah, it was a really good story. Definitely definitely a big part of the X-Men mythos. So. First time Mr. Sinister does something really big after the Mutant Massacre. Me and myself, I'm going to go ahead and go because mine's pretty simple this week. Very toy-related. I went to Wally World this week to do some shopping, and... I guess by luck or chance, they have released a little sub-series in the DC Universe Classics line. It's a Batman series. Imagine that. It's not popular or anything. And it's Batman, Batgirl, and Catman. Catman really appealed to me because I got into the character from the Secret Six story comic. Yeah, all right. Very good comic. Six. (laughs) And they really did a good job of, like, taking Catman, who for many years was a mort. I mean, his biggest accomplishment before he got revamped was Animal Man kicked his ass because he was fat and out of shape and he like wasn't even a threat. And I give him a lot of credit. They made him into almost a Batman-level fighter with a lot of skill. He was a little bit grittier. You know, he was willing to kill. He didn't have a problem with it. And when I saw the figure, I was like, that's a no-brainer. I got to pick it up. He is a great figure. If you have a chance to pick this guy up, he comes with two little claws just like the comic, you know, ooh, Wolverine, but the main thing is he looks just like the comic, very faithful. Tony, what Batgirl is it? I'm just curious. Um, It is... Is it it Barbara Gordon? Is it Cassandra Cain? Is it Stephanie Brown? It's actually red-haired Barbara Gordon in her black and yellow outfit, black, yellow, and blue. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, if you're uh, old-school DC fans, the Batman that is out, they say Golden Age. He doesn't look Golden Age to me. He looks very Silver Age. And also, he comes with Batmite. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. 
But yeah, very much if you're a collector of the DC, DC action figures, totally pick him up. I mean, he's same price point, very nice packaging. He's a, he's a part of the adult collector line, which always makes me feel kind of dirty when I pick those up. <laughs> you're, you're an adult collector. <laughs> you're hardcore, man. You're a hardcore adult collector. Catman, Catman will snap your neck. <laughs> you wear you wear all black, and you know every martial art on Thundera. <laughs> See, in Catman's case, he wears all orange, and he knows every martial art on Earth. So it's kind of the same thing, sort of, kinda. And, and there is, you know, very, very tenuous relation to Thundercats because Catman. Eh, yeah, He's a Catman. Exactly. Um, Catman. <laughs> Catman. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend this figure. So uh, that leaves us with Brian. Stun us with your awesomeness. Personally, there wasn't a whole lot of awesome this week, but I will just go ahead and say that probably the awesomest thing I got was my 8-inch lion I've been getting ready for... Sam! <laughs> <laughs> the toy, the action figure, not anything else. <laughs> no double entendre there. I've been preparing for school as it's starting full-time next week, so I haven't had a lot of time to get out and look for awesome stuff, but Kismet was definitely in full effect this week because, you know, just mere days before we did this show, a box arrived on my doorstep and it contained these toys. And as I said, I didn't really like the original Thundercat toys a whole lot because they're kind of, well, crappy. But these are nice versions of them. They're, you know, all articulated. They look really great. They look like the original, you know, characters did. So I've been really digging it. Do they, is it just like, uh, for lack of a better term, is it just the G1, you know, Thundercats, or do they have, like, uh, other characters besides, like, the main five? Right now, I think in the 8-inch line, actually all they have is Tigra and Lionel, which is kind of weird for me, because oh, okay. those were the only two original characters that I had, too, but... <laughs> as soon as you get Panther, I'm all over it. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, just for the fanhole listeners, Brian has the has a picture of the action figures as his... Skype profile pick, and they do look pretty nice. I, I like them. They are definitely light years beyond the sculpting of the originals. I can say that much. Also, I can tell by the articulation, they're much more articulated. So they, they don't look fat. They don't look fat. <laughs> Actually, Tiger's a little barrel chested. That's why I have him turned to the side. But like <laughs> Lino, Lino's well proportioned. <laughs> and I kind of got I kind of got Marvel Select Sabretooth in the background, standing in for my groon temporarily so <laughs> he's like he's like i'll be good i'll be good <laughs> nice oh man great picks this week guys uh, there's a lot of stuff you guys talked about that i am actually rather interested in myself i'm pretty sure that is going to wrap it up for this week i have not had a chance to catch up on this did we have a winner for the submit a fan holes topic contest did somebody join us this week well that episode hasn't aired yet well, this it will air, it will air before yeah. this one, though. Yeah, but we can't. Well, we won't know yes, about. <laughs> we can't, we cannot look into the future. Yeah, we don't. We, don't, we, we do not have sight beyond sight. Oh, oh gotcha. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I am up a tree. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, I can't get down. Okay, well, let me rephrase this. Well, okay, we do have the actual. Not really, I guess, sponsored by us, but this is by Derek. He's doing it for his history of comics on film. Just hit him up, follow him, not the fan holes on this one, and he will send you free swag. You know? Yeah, the 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 Twitter is is H O C O F in all caps, 
And then the blog spot, you can easily post on there if you have like a Google account or anything like that is, is hocof.blogspot.com. So if you, if you send me a message on, you know, Twitter or the blog spot, then that's all I need. Cool. Cool. So yeah, definitely keep track of that. We'll, uh, he will inform you if you have won, since this is his contest he's running. Again, if you guys want to ever get a hold of us, let us know anything. We do have the Facebook page. We have a Twitter. We also have our ever-popular FanHoles email, fanholespodcast at gmail.com. That pretty much wraps us up for this week, so keep on listening. We will stick here and give you the best geek information we could possibly give. And until then, I remain Tony Chanclaw. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm invulnerable when I'm blasting. (laughs) This is Grimlock, and I'm doing it with the cat sound. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you folks next time on Panel. Peace. Catch me. Catch me. I'm, I'm sorry, Derek, but I always thought my mutt was really creepy. <laughs> like, I don't know, I was like, when I was rewatching those episodes, I was like, wait, my mutt, I totally forgot about him. Why is he even there? Is it like, <laughs> He's I don't a get dog. it. <laughs> but why, does, why is there an evil dog? I, just, I don't know. Because he hates cats. <laughs> <laughs>